If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast with Steelers Digest Editor Bob Labriola. Okay, Coach, you talked about it before the game against Tampa Bay. Then you talked about it again immediately after that win. And then you mentioned it again at your news conference on Tuesday. And that was that one win, one good performance was not going to get the stench off the team's 1-4 start and how that start was achieved. So how do you get the stench off? Continually put back-to-back days together, keep the trajectory of our development um, where it is, whether it's individuals um, or collectives within the collective or the collective itself. Um, It's just messaging for me. Um, We got to come to work every day. We got to keep our head down. We got to continually get better knowing um, that that our peers are are doing the same. So is there a number of in-stadium performances attached to that too? I really don't even think about it in that regard. I'm just trying to set a mindset. You know, I'll probably say it until it it no longer becomes a topic of discussion, and that's just our general mindset. So a couple of the guys who made significant contributions to last Sunday's victory were Mitch Trubisky and James Pierre, and both of them had gotten opportunities in the starting lineup in the past but weren't able to hold on to their jobs. What is about it that getting a second chance like they uh, did – that can possibly bring out the best in a player. You know, it's, it's it's you know, life's about opportunity and redemption, if you will. Man, I'll never ask men to be patient in this business. It's not a patient man's business, but I will ask them to work while they wait for their opportunity. In some instances, or the instance that you just mentioned, it's a rebound, if you will. And man, I'm always excited for a guy that has an opportunity to answer the bell for himself and for us, and and to prove his capabilities and and be a reason why we're successful. I think that's what we're all doing here, man. We're all competitors. We're all living out our dreams. We all got a desire to be a part of something that's good, uh, the creation or the construction of victory and and the roles that we play in it. Um, It's just – it's American. Um, It's the things that that, that make this game, this collective, this game of football, um, such an important thing for us as Americans, man. That's why um, it's so entertaining. I think that's why the game has this relationship uh, with the fans that that it has because everyone can relate to redemption opportunities and season opportunities and, and fighting back from whatever circumstances you're in. But if a guy experiences failure, I mean, does he maybe develop a this is my last chance attitude, I got nothing to lose, and then we better to develop that. all of those. <laughs> <laughs> whatever, whatever produces the desired result. Uh, the reality is you don't get a whole lot of chances uh, in the National Football League. So there's some urgency to it. You're right. There is that component of this is my last chance, if you will. But a lot of it is personality. 
um, based in terms of that person's perspective. Some people see the glass half empty. Some people see it half full. The reality is, is that, man, they're the fork in the road and they better recognize it. So how does a player whose current role might be a next man up kind of situation go about taking over as a starter? He works while he waits for his opportunity. Sometimes his opportunity um, has nothing to do with what it is that he does. It might be someone else's misfortune, poor performance or injury or what have you. Um, sometimes things are matchup related. Somebody has a unique personnel set that requires us to approach it in a unique way that might create a role for someone, and they get elevated for schematic reasons. It really does not matter the means in which they get an opportunity, but their readiness when the opportunity presents itself is key. And that's why I always talk about working while you wait. Uh, in the game against Tampa Bay, we saw the defensive lineman shifting shortly before the snap in some short yardage situations. What effect does that have on the offense? You know, we want to challenge their blocking assignments. Uh, we want to challenge their communication, however subtle, particularly when you're in a road game environment like Tampa was in, uh, in those weighty moments. Uh, communication gets difficult. Cadence gets difficult in terms of communi- communicating and coordinating the snap count and coming off in sync. And so, those move calls and, and stemming and things of that nature are just schematic weapons that we use to take advantage of those circumstances and cause problems for the offense. So you praised Mitch Trubisky for his, quote, aggressive pursuit of victory after he relieved Kenny Pickett in, uh, last Sunday after Pickett was concussed. Uh, how does that aggressive pursuit of victory manifest itself? You know, working to throw the ball beyond the sticks on third and 11-plus. Shoot, he hit Claypool several times under those instances, uh, and that's playing and playing to win. Um, sitting in that pocket and doing so, the prudent use of mobility in an effort to close a game out, putting that ball on his hip on the quarterback keep there at the end of the game. He just, he just played with an aggressive nature, and that's what we need, particularly um, in those moments when you're coming in relief of someone. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Uh, during your news conference on Tuesday, you were asked about Najee Harris always being one of the last to leave the locker room. And you said, that's routine for him, win or lose. He's always last out. He's always reflecting and thinking about what transpired and trying to learn and grow from the experiences that transpired. He's a young guy, and he's still called to be a leader. He understands the gravity of where he is and the responsibilities that come with being him, and he's always just trying to get better. Um is there such a thing as a young guy maybe thinking too much, being too much in his head? You know, there's something to balance there, but it's it's a fight worth fighting. I think I think there's always um, those discussions when you're chasing greatness. Um, when you're hitting it down the middle of the fairway and you're trying to be average and things of that nature, um, you know, that's probably not a discussion when you're pressing the envelope of life um, and, you're, and you're trying to be great. Um, there are things to balance. Uh, there's potentially a point of diminishing return, and to me those are challenges that are worth fighting when you're, when you're doing what he's doing at the level in which he's doing it, which is trying to pursue and seek greatness. But can that become paralyzing in a way that might inhibit him from playing fast on the field? Sure, if you're scared of the pursuit of greatness and, and living life. Um, we're not. 
We're competitors. We're pressing it. We're pressing it always. And so um, we just don't have that mindset. I understand the nature of your question. Um, but that's a loser's mindset in our eyes. In our in our eyes, man, that guy, he understands the road that he's traveling is a lonely one, um, and there's and there's obstacles along the way, um, and he's not running from it; he's running to it. And there's some things to balance, and that's just what it is. Is he unique in that respect? No, not really, man. Um, similar things are going on with guys like Minka. He's just further in development. T.J. Watt further in development. They have the the comforts of a, of a crusty gray beard like Cam Hayward on their side of the ball to assist them in that, in that if you will. But, you know, we, we've got identified leaders. We've got emerging leaders. We've got developing leaders. The bottom line, if you have a collective, you better be intentional about the development of leadership continually. Um, I think about how much time I've spent over the last decade-plus developing leadership in Cam Hayward because I knew he had leadership qualities as a young guy, much like I'm doing now with Naj. Um, I see the benefits of those efforts, obviously, now uh, in old 97. Um, but I remember similar discussions and thought processes 10 years ago with young 97 that I'm having right now with 22, and uh, that's just the beauty of being in the role that I'm in for as long as I've been in it. Uh, when it comes to injuries, you always abide by the NFL rules regarding reporting those injuries, filing the required uh, practice reports. But anything outside of what's required by the NFL, you choose not to discuss or answer questions about it. What's your thinking there? The competitive advantage component of it. Um, I respect the rules that, that govern our league and, and, and really provide uh, the guidelines for competitive fairness, something that we all value. But you don't get extra credit for going above and beyond. <laughs> and so I'm respectful. Um, I have my hand in the pile in that regard. But I'm not going to go above and beyond for competitive purposes. And and I'm just going to turn over every stone appropriately so in pursuit of victory. Does that also maybe discourage players from seeking to use that as an excuse? Well, you know, we resist the excuse business anyway, but potentially. Right, Potentially. Um, but there's, there's so many different prongs in that fight in terms of the culture that we work to build here to minimize that. But, yes, that's one of many. Tua Tagovailoa is a left-handed quarterback, the first you faced this season. In preparing your team for Tua, are there any teaching points based on the fact he's left-handed? You know, we, we, we got Lamar in division. And so we just, you know, got a level of comfort kind of with, with some of the things that you see from that perspective and uh, mobility and – and, and, and left-handedness and, and the things that it could do to schematics, those are things that we routinely ponder. And uh, we just, you know, we just crack open that component of our planning anytime we see a left-handed cube. And so it's less about Tua. Um, it's just the fact that we got a left-handed cube and, and some of the schematic challenges that come with it. Um, it happens, you know, every, every now and then on a routine basis, if you will. And so um, it's just a part of life. Uh, when you were the defensive backs coach in Tampa, you got plenty of experiences dealing with speed receivers because of your matchups against Randy Moss. Uh, how does a secondary deal with difference-making speed? You know, they play things top-down, and really you respect the resume. And what I mean by that is uh, these guys like Tin and Randy, as you mentioned, um, they have certain resumes and reputations, and, and those reputations and resumes are well-earned. We don't need to add to it. And so – uh, respecting it is just going into the stadium with the knowledge and understanding of who and what they are, respecting it from a schematic standpoint in terms of minimizing our exposure to it, respecting it from an individual standpoint in terms of not being stupid, just in general. 
Um, and we always start with that broad principle and then get into details relative to game planning and situations from there. But the quickest way to get beat is to have 10 take the top off of you. Um, ask the Baltimore Ravens. They were in control of that game a number of weeks back on play 62 and play 65. He took the top off of them on, on third down and six, third down and 12, and put 14 points on the board and changed the whole climate of that game. And that's what guys like him, guys like Randy, guys like Mike Wallace when we had him here um, are capable of doing. We used to think of unique ways to hide Mike Wallace. We're backed up in Arizona a number of years ago. We sent him across in motion, showed him a, run, a running play structure, and we threw a 95-yard play action to Mike Wallace. When you got a guy like that, you're always trying to feed that beast. And if you're a defender or, or defensive unit going against an animal like that, you better continually respect it in all circumstances. Well, you mentioned don't be stupid. How, does a, how is a defensive back stupid and allows something like that? It, it happens every day of the week. Um, it, it's life in this game. Uh, I'm not trying to underscore it, and I use stupid, but it's, 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 it's not stupid, careless. careless. It's, it's the game of football. We knew that Gabe Davis was a deep threat when we went to, went to Buffalo, yet and still he got behind us twice. I'm sure Baltimore didn't just discover that 10 was a deep threat when they played Miami a couple of weeks ago. I'm sure they went into the stadium, and, and prior to that all week, I'm sure they had somebody in that jersey number running deep all down the field in practice, yet and still it still happens. And we're not talking about Little League football. We're talking about professional football because offenses do a great job of dressing it up, situations and so forth. There's complexity to what we do. Um, our job as professionals to make it look simple and to make it look easy. Uh, that's the entertaining component of what we do. Um, but it is complex. It is difficult. It is football at its highest level. Uh, besides number 10, Tyreek Hill, they got another guy on the other side too. How does that uh, increase the degree of difficulty in doing the stuff you just talked about? It, it's, it's life. It's life in the National Football League. Week in and week out, man, you're playing unique animals, man. Aliens visiting from another planet. It's just, it's the it's the challenging component of what we do that 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 we as competitors we love, we we want to see top notch people and, and pit our skills, collective skills versus theirs. Um, whether it's Vaughn Miller, whether it's a deep ball receiving threat like Tariq Hill or or Waddle or who at, or what have you, week in and week out, um, we're in a competitors league, man, and we love it. That's the Mike Tomlin Game Day Podcast. Subscribe and download new episodes every week and check out all of the other shows we have to offer on the Steelers Podcast Network that's available on the Steelers mobile app, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. If everyone has lemonade stands, I think we can do it. These inspiring words were expressed by Alex Scott, the little girl who was battling childhood cancer and decided to have a lemonade stand in her own backyard to help fundraise for a cure. In honor of Alex and everyone fighting this disease, join ST Bank June 1st through the 8th at all bank branches for lemonade days. Enjoy treats and activities. Help us support research, awareness, and hope for these children and families in need. Let's make people our purpose and build a brighter future together. ST Bank, member FDIC. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024.